0: good evening everyone happy Hanukkah tonight is the sixth night of Hanukkah it's also a new month good Chodesh. so it's a good time to continue studying Um, Hanukkah is a time for the for Torah in general and especially for the inner light of the Torah the oil of the Torah so we've been learning the last two Thursday nights a fascinating discourse about redemption and peace. Nafshi. And how this refers to the Mashiach's times when our redemption from exile is going to be in peace. So, what does that mean? We were learning it how it applies to the internal human conflict. We have a conflict between our godly side that wants to live a life completely, um, completely mindful of purpose and dedicated to purpose and then there is the animal side in man that wants to the animal side in the human being that wants to live a selfish um life <clears throat> geared to towards momentary pleasures and delights forgetting about a higher purpose wants to just be comfortable and the like and we were learning that there are various different levels of how to how to the holy side the godly side should overcome the unholy side so we were learning that there is the conflict on the level of nefesh ruach neshama excuse me where there is an intense battle between the two souls one is trying to create the holy excitement and drive they're using their mind through meditation and that's primarily during prayer and that's why prayer is a time we learned of fierce battle because when the animal soul feels threatened the lower base human feels threatened by the higher, more um, idealistic human. Uh, when it feels it, it kind of will try to distract the soul and will fire up all kinds of unholy thoughts and sometimes even shockingly ugly thoughts. But then we learned that there is a higher level when we reveal the transcendent encompassing powers of our soul, which is called a level of chai. When we introduce that, and we experience a pure love to God that transcends reason and understanding, the natural love that the drive that the soul has to God, not based on any human considerations. When we experience that, the animal soul becomes goes into shock. It's like shock treatment. And as a result of that, it becomes neutralized. But at the example that he gave in the discourse, it's like a lot of sweet water or good fresh water um, canceling it. A um, bitter water, a cup or, or or a little bottle of bitter water, it becomes completely canceled. But it's not utterly destroyed because hypothetically, you can still, if you can separate the 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 fresh water from the bitter water, the bitter water would still be in its bitterness. It hasn't really changed. And that is because the way it's worked over here is that one desire overpowered another desire, a desire, a greater desire, like we find also in our within ourselves that although sometimes we have very petty desires, but when something much greater is at stake, that desire dissolves as if we don't have it. But it's not that it doesn't, it's not really there. It really is there. It's just that right now I'm busy with something much bigger, something far more important, something of of a a much greater significance. But then we learned in in last class that there is even a higher level where one um doesn't you don't just activate your 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 godly desire of the soul but rather you go even deeper you uncover your divine essence we were learning about that in an earlier class today as well when one uncovers the divine essence which is the source of all desire when and that's the level of yahida that's the the more distant encompassing power of the soul when one in, when one reveals that dimension in their life then then a person is able to uproot the animal consciousness the the lowly base uh, drive within the human being from its very fundamental core and that it loses all desire because it doesn't even have any more pleasure in the unholy because the godly soul when its true essence is revealed inside the body it it the animal soul what <laughs> becomes dissolves completely in front of that and we learned last week in the class we learned that's the concept that sages say that the demon does even though he has a shadow he doesn't have a shadow of a shadow which means if we get to the rock bottom essence of the animal soul what is it rooted in it's not rooted in anything substantial so there is that level but the moment the godly essence is revealed, the godly essence completely dissolves the unholy. And it's not dissolving it in a way where it, it's just overpowered by a more powerful thing. It dissolves and flips over completely. And we learned the main the main point we were learning in last week's class, in last week's Thursday night class, was when a person reaches that level, they experience what we call equine, Um, what is it? Equin, um equanimity and equanimity means that there is a that a person feels um actually equally the same how do you know point of we're dealing with very strong with, with subtleties you know it could be that very in a very very deep subconscious level a person still has pleasure in the in the in the worldly in the non-godly Um, And you just don't know it. How do you know that you've completely uprooted that animal consciousness? This is really the level of a tzaddik. How does someone know that it doesn't exist anymore, even in the subconscious? Is If you can recognize it more, not from the pleasure side, but from the pain. Because remember, we were learning last week that pain and pleasure are the two opposite sides of the same coin. The more pleasure someone has in something, the more pain you have when you don't have it. So the ultimate level is when it comes to physical things, when a person reaches a level where it's absolutely equal, whether they have it or don't have it, it just doesn't mean anything to have a certain physical benefit. Or if they don't have, it doesn't make doesn't cause a dent in their level of satisfaction or joy or happiness, they can skip over. Even something that it was kind of, it's very much normal and it's a comfort that they're very used to, but it's a physical comfort. It's just a material thing. It's not part of your spiritual life. It's part of your physical life. And the fact that you don't have it, you don't even bat an eye. It doesn't even mean anything. doesn't in any way diminish your mood or weaken your life force. Like usually pains, when a person, when a person is pained by something, their life force gets weakened because remember we we're learning that pleasure is very much r- pleasure and conse- and as a result of that the desire that is produced by the pleasure because when we have pleasure for something we also have desire for it so the desire comes from the pleasure and the pleasure is rooted in the essence of the soul so therefore when someone has essentially the pleasure from something and then for whatever reason it's taken away from them uh and if it if it doesn't, then, and therefore it could possibly reduce their life force. And I was feel very like cramped, feel diminished, feel as if there's like a like this part of me cut off. But if a, if a person, like if a person goes through extreme financial hardship or tremendous financial loss, they for many days they can't walk out on the street because they feel they're just not, they, they sometimes can feel like they're just they can't come out of bed they feel like a piece of them has been chopped off like, like they've been reduced and because they've shrunk it, like shrinks a person but if a person has sh- revealed their godly identity to the point that the animal soul um and then the animal soul is dissolved at its essence so there is no more feeling at all and no more pleasure at all in the unholy or in the non-godly and as a result of that, it's equal to them. That's the meaning of equanim- equanimity, where a person feels completely the same whether they have or they don't have. It's a very high level. So now in chapter nine is what I'd like to learn today. Just want to finish chapter nine. Afterwards is 10, 11, which I plan on doing tomorrow. I want to just get through chapter nine so that we want to finish this before Hanukkah is over. So now he says like this. And, and again, this is in Shari and, and the book is called Shari Tshuva. In the midler ebbe and we're on page nun Dalid, page 54 we holding chapter nine this mimer is called Pada b'shalim nafshi. the root of this type of equanimity it comes it is a result is because one has extracted it has taken away the root and the source of the life of the animal soul meaning one has uprooted the animal consciousness to such a degree that you've you've nipped it in the root. You've kind of you know, disconnected it at its very, very, very root, not somewhere further up in its growth on the more outer layers of its consciousness, but rather you're not on the level where you have already a desire and you're extinguishing the desire. Like if a person has a desire, see let's see the desire like a fire. You can come and extinguish the desire, but the pilot that produced the fire is still on. It's still there in potential. It can flare up again but in this case you've gone deeper and extracted or excavated the animal soul at a much deeper level which is the source of where its foreign desire comes he calls the a material physical desire that is not related to serving god he calls it a foreign thought a foreign desire so we hear the person has extracted it at such a deep level so a person doesn't have any more the The person doesn't even have the ability to have this desire. and on the contrary, the person becomes disgusted by it because they have no more feeling for it. It kind of leaves their entire scope of life. It almost becomes lifeless, meaningless and and just junk, literally. it it turns into junk everything that was once pleasurable meaningful becomes utterly insignificant and and meaningless and therefore they become abhorred by even the thought of of having that and therefore the person won't have any pain at all in which if anybody does against the needs of their nature of their natural body and as a person has so so um settled in their godly soul into their body their their body becomes completely dissolved in their spiritual godly soul and all physical sensation and needs cease to exist and therefore if someone does something against their physical pleasure and comfort it, it 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 they don't bat an eyelash it's nothing and they can even be happy if they're if they, it doesn't mean that there is n- Later, we're going to learn there's a level where you don't even feel any pain over here there might be a discomfort but they feel joyous in it because they know it's coming from god and 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 if anything it's it's benefiting them spiritually and if it's benefiting from them spiritually because all type of physical pain ultimately purifies so they feel the benefit of the spiritual is so great that they're not even bothered at all or macabre by and they receive and accept this Painful experience with great with with perfect love. Canis said earlier Now the root and the source of this foreign foreign desire This is coming from the encompassing subconscious or superconscious levels of the animal soul Just like we said the godly soul has five levels of experience the animal soul has five levels of experience So the encompassing aspects of the animal soul which are the high of the animal soul that's where this this the root of the unholy desire this this is still pre-consciousness this is because the animal soul is an animal which means it it knows only of the physical material pleasures so even before it even that's what it is in essence so it's 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 uh it's whatever will come when it will stir when it will when it will you know, give off steam, let's, let's see it that way, when it will start smoking and give off some kind of a steam, it will be animalistic. It will be an animalistic desire will come forth from it. So, but the root of this, the, the desire, before the desire, is even here. That's called the yachidah of the animal soul. And hamadubash is baguf hachomri ki that is enclosed of this animal soul that is enclosed in the physical body, in the corporal body, but when that is flipped over, when one has flipped over their their animal soul on such a deep level of consciousness, I'm sorry, on such a deep level of soul, they don't have any more desire in the delightfulness of the material world. And there's no more conflict. When you reach this level, you're past the conflict. We, at most times, have conflicts you know here we're lazy here we're tired here we just want to chill out and have a have a have a, have a good ice cold beverage an ice cold beer let's say and uh you know we're not interested in necessarily at the moment of concentrating our mind and studying torah or going ahead and doing a mitzvah we want to just relax and enjoy and whatever and we have conflict that's constantly through life between the our holy Drives our godly, where we feel purpose and mission, and therefore we feel we should be shouldn't be wasting our time now just sitting around there, just doing something productive. But the lazy side wants to just chill and just do nothing, or engage in something I don't know whatever it is. So that's where there is conflict. There's war. You'll have an argument this way, an argument that way. You're going to feel yourself wrestling with the two sides: the evil inclination with the good inclination, are are battling once a person reaches this level of consciousness they've uncovered and unearthed it takes a lot of work but you bring forth this level of of soul that is so deep where you're not just driven by holy drives but your identity your very sense of I, is your godly soul and as a result of that the animal soul dissolves at its very root and therefore there's no more war if The animal soul has been challenged on the conscious level. That means you fill your consciousness with holy thoughts and holy drives. So the animal soul has been um, vanquished on the conscious level. There's no room. There's no space in your heart in your emotions and in your intelligence for anything. The animal soul has to say, however, but you did not. Um but the animal souls higher transcendent levels have not been dismantled then it's possible that right now you're doing something godly and holy and you don't even feel opposition you don't even feel that there is some kind of pushback on the animal side but give it a, give it an hour or so and the godly inspiration will subside the unholy feelings will come right back that's what he's saying over here and then and then when and then when you're not giving in to the animal soul it's called a test which means you still have conflict and it's a test that's where we know the various different tests that god tests us when the animal soul still has its level and they, and they have not been extinguished then it's called a test whenever we have a we're told or that or we're we're directed to do something holy or give up on something that is dear to us for god's sake spend a lot of money for a mitzvah someone needs our help but in order to help them it's going to cost us a fortune and we generally like money and don't want to spend it perhaps a little bit more of a penny pincher and we're not comfortable splurging with money, but now there is a need, and we know we should do it. So that's called a test. Why is it a test? Because you're going to experience a lot of pain while you decide to give the money away. Deep inside, you're going to feel satisfaction, but on some a certain place, you feel very uncomfortable. It bothers you. So then it's called a test. When a person converts the desire for the money or whatever it is when you're prevailing with your godly desire or if someone has a burning desire to do a sin but they know it's it's a sin it's something that is forbidden but it's really burning in them it's driving them crazy and and yet they 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 withhold and they hold back because they're they 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 generate within themselves a fear of god or a love of god and say there's like like we see joseph last week in the torah portion when joseph was was being seduced by the the wife of Potiphar, and he had an intense desire to, to just go ahead and do whatever he was gonna do, and then, you know, he he overcame that desire. That's called a test, and it says he was tested, right? Because there was a conflict. In the classic example where it says clearly that it was a test, it says God tested Abraham. He has a child his one and only child that he loves so dearly and god says to him offer him up to me and and, and we're talking a case where you know god is talking to you it's not like there was a question god is talking and if god says you do what god said but on the other hand he had a natural love to his child that we can't even imagine how powerful that love was so there was conflict going on in abram's heart he did it with 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 swiftness he did it with joy but there was three days of enormous conflict taking place in his soul. But he pushed all these thoughts away and remained and stayed the course. But it was a test. That he should offer as a sacrifice his one and only son. And he had to do that for the godly will. So God's will had to now cancel his own natural desire and, and love for his child. And, and similar cases who that's that comes in a manner of a test it's like it says also in the torah god says i to test you to test what's in your heart if you're loving god with a complete love the we don't know the test means i don't know god says i'm testing i'm waiting to see although god knows the outcome however he wants us to show him the outcome Right, so it can go this way or that way because there are two motives inside the person's heart. It's the war, the nefshelikis and is where our godly self is battling with our animal self. But that is only when the battle is taking place in the internal elements of our soul. In other words, the person has not settled in their godly soul on the deepest level into their consciousness so their 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 space of their body is kind of is kind of based is in is indecisive in other words in my life right now i have the i my body can go either way i can either take the 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 um i can take in the the um the input for my godly soul and do the godly thing or i can take and listen to the advice and the input for my animal soul and where is the battle going to take place in my mind that's where our battles arguments back and forth and that's because the person has not yet completely surrendered themselves um, that their godly consciousness is their only consciousness. Now, by Abraham, obviously, Abraham was a tzaddik, was an, and by him, his only consciousness was his godly consciousness. But when God told him to take his one and only child, in a sense, it was a godly conflict, because this was a son that he was going to be the father of the Jewish people. So he, he didn't just love Isaac because of a natural love of a father to a child. He loved him out of his godly soul. So, the conflict was within the godly soul. So, it's not exactly the same. But we're talking about for most people, when it's clearly a, a, a question whether we, you know, whether I will commit the sin or not commit the sin, or I will surrender my money to do the mitzvah, or make myself or get embarrassed. Sometimes a person has to surrender their honor in order to do a mitzvah. Example for that was Yehuda last week in the Torah portion. When it turns out that this uh, Tamar came and, and said that to the, I'm pregnant to the one who these things, these items belong to. And Judah, Judah is this famous you know, leader. And he, and, she, and he could have just said, I don't know who this woman is. And then she, she would have been killed, and he would have been you know, saved his honor. But he went and he embarrassed himself publicly. And it was a very, 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 very tremendous sacrifice on Judah's sake that he had to willfully He was willing to forgo his honor and accept an enormous amount of shame that he was with a prostitute. It's just very, very unbefitting for him. And yet Yehuda did this because he did the right thing. But you can understand the conflict that was going on in his soul at that time. It's the two souls battling with each other on the level of orpinimi, of internal light. (laughs) Because sometimes the animal soul takes control but then there is a level which is beyond the ready tests is where it is already absolutely decisive that the godly thing is going to happen because the animal soul has no more say in this human being's life because it has been completely obliterated by where there is no no more doubt you don't have to bring the person to a test anymore when is it already established that there's no need anymore to bring the person to a test that is when the source of the animal soul the source where all the earth earthy cravings or animal natural desires or whatever it is Whatever is producing that, the source of it has already joined the godly soul, gotten swallowed up by the godly soul. It doesn't exist anymore. So the only motivation in this person's life is going to be God's will, nothing else. They don't have no more drive anymore. There's no possibility for anything else, for any other input to come in. They're past free choice in this sense. There's no more war. Because it it is essentially become nullified the animal soul has been converted to a different nature it too has now a divine godly nature canal there's no more need for a test the dilemma this is the meaning of what king david says in tehillim in psalms i think chapter 22 save me from the from from a dog which means Allow my yichida to shine, my deepest part of my soul to shine, and then I will be forever saved from the dog, meaning from the unholiness. The yichida, the the deepest level of the godly soul, that converts the converts the essence of the animal soul. And it doesn't convert it by arguing, just by merely revealing itself. Then the animal souls, the animal souls dissipates. And doesn't come in a manner of victory all it requires is the revelation of the godly soul at this level the pure godly the pure essence of the soul which is purely divine and over there there is no counter what is the animal going to say i I'm rooted in what I'm rooted in the absence of God once God is revealed as God not just a motivation, a drive to God but God himself as the essence of the person there's no there's nothing that can stand against that. Chaim, as stated, now he brings in the parentheses, Chaim, like it says in E'etz in, in Chaim, which is from the Ari, keser, the klipa, that the keser, the crown level of klipa, is nullified to a greater degree. Because this level of yechida is, corresponds to the level of crown. You see, nefesh ruch neshama, Nefesh corresponds to the malchut level, to the kingship level. Ruach corresponds to the ze'eran, to the Six Emotions. Neshama um, uh, corresponds to the bina level. Chaya, the encompassing desire level, corresponds to chachma. And Yechidah corresponds to Kesser. So what he's saying, over keser is the crown. So when the crown of holiness is revealed, the crown of the unholy is nullified completely. There is nothing to it. There's no there's no war over there. And the root of the matter is because this that it says that one opposite the other God made that God created an opposing force to every force of holiness. That's in the internal structure. That means the lights that go into vessels, which means in the human experience, it means the intelligence and the emotions. So just like you can have holy intelligence, you can have unholy intelligence, you can have holy emotions, you can have unholy emotions. So when a person is operating on that level of consciousness, there is a fierce battle. However, but in the encompassing levels, the encompassing powers of the klipa of the, of the shells, become more integrated completely into holiness, more than their internal light, as stated elsewhere at great length, it would be worth learning that source and understanding this a little better. I didn't look it up this is called essential nullification there is no conflict over there's no war this is called complete giving yourself over of the animal soul not the desire of the animal soul but the very animal soul has been given over to god the deeper meaning of this is not that you're giving up your desires because that means that the pre-desire is still unholy, and it could produce a new desire tomorrow. We're not talking about the rays of the animal soul. But on our very substance. But rather, the very substance and the essence is essentially nullified with an essential nullification which is called complete and utter nullification not only the nullification of its expression its desire it's not that the godly desire has overpowered another desire and canceled it that happens when that happens if it's the desire that's more powerful a drive an intense drive towards holiness that cancels the other drive that will only be temporarily at the time of prayer but because what's going to happen afterwards but after prayer it's going to re emerge and reassert itself but rather this nullification which is at the very very essence of the animal soul our may a love it falls apart on its own it's not some power dissolving it it's when it faces the ultimate truth of god revealed in the person it just gives off it just completely disintegrates and once it happens it's dismantled kind of at a, at, at a cellular level let's call it it will never change that it should change from will to will like to fluctuate That now it agrees to the holiness and then tomorrow it will again you know be attracted to its old self it doesn't happen that way although once this occurs a person reaches a level of you can already you can already at least in matters of of the animal soul you can already put it you put your life into cruise control because it's not going to you don't have to worry about it anymore it will remain that way. without any more its ability. It won't change anymore. This is called activating one's yachida. more than the rays of desire. This is the essence that is still before all desire a desire even a desire to god is already an expression this is the substance that pre-desire the very the very force of life itself and when a person taps that and reveals that that that's my life my life similar to what we're talking about today today we were even going deeper earlier in the class that we gave the fifth class called wake up because the reb is revealing the reb is basing a lot on this but he's revealing deeper that even higher than yahida is the quint is essence. But over here for for all for all um practical purposes in terms of what he's talking about over here it's kind of the same it's once you reach under desire to the very substance of soul itself that creates desire and uncover that and reveal that into into your body into your into your consciousness then god's that then you are literally no more a human being you're a divine being in this world It's the source for all desire. And from that place, there can't be any other desires, Because the soul itself is beyond a will. So this is higher than will. And when the essence of the animal soul, I think, is referring to becomes nullified with an essential nullification, so there cannot be any more a desire because whatever would have caused the desire has already changed course so there can't be any more a desire that is not towards god the only thing the person will experience is a desire to god a simple continuous desire and it's simple it's just on this level it's even higher than any individual desires, even individual desires which a person will experience later, to do this mitzvah, or to serve God like this, or to do that or to that, this is all an outcome of the fundamental force of life that has become just your godly soul. by harkava. on this level, this desire doesn't have, and it's not mixed with anything. With Tamura, it can't be exchanged, vishinuy, and it and, and, and doesn't have any substitution, it doesn't have any change. And this is called an essential excitement. The giving up of the soul, its very self. Mikol completely tasha. Hashem. Like it says, kol nafshi. My soul is expiring to you, God. There's a verse that says, all my bones are saying, who's like you. All, all the bones over here means, my, my very essence, my very substance of being is yours, God. I, I don't exist outside of you anymore. Kol b'chinesa atzmi is bones over here. doesn't only mean physics. Just like the bones are the skeleton, the substance of the person, after you strip everything, all the layers, and God forbid, even stripping off the, 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 the skin and even flesh, what are you left? The bare, bare human being is the bare bones. So just like it is physically that way, spiritually also, the very substance of who I am, and over here does not it's beyond it's not possible even to speak of a desire and a longing because longing and desire who is already an emergence out it's separated from the essence the essence is silent unexpressed but if 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 all you have is your godly essence and there's nothing else blocking then then you can only be godly and that means all every experience will only be to hashem but the soul itself is nullified and is included Tamid and cleaves to god in to the living god without fluctuations without changes Wow, just amazing how the Mitlo Rebbe can talk about this because he knows what it is, because he experiences it, because he's a perfect tzaddik. And people like this who are in this level, they don't have to create within themselves new desires. Because again, if the identity by us, by regular people, our essence is a mix of, of two souls. Deeper inside is our godly self, but it's 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 camouflaged, encoded with an animal, and the animal and that. And, sorry, who is the I? I'm a mix. I don't know who the I is. A little bit, my godly self is my I, my very self, but also my animal self is my very self. So since on that level of self, I'm kind of a mix. So how do I function? In which direction is my life going? Will I go to the north or will I go to the south? Which which direction am I moving? Well, the question is. Where and which which soul will produce a stronger wind? If the godly soul will produce a stronger wind, I'll move this way. If the godly, if the animal soul will produce a stronger wind, I'll be blown in the other direction. So it can go either way. So and therefore, when you and and therefore, we're not functioning on essence. We're functioning on desire, and desire is already outside of the essence. And a desire comes, and a desire doesn't last. It's like a wind blowing. Like a wind blows, blows, then it comes down. A desire comes down. So then, if I, even if we forget about the animal soul, even when you're following your godly soul, you're not functioning from your essence. You're functioning from the wind that the essence is blowing. As a result of that, every time you want to move yourself towards, you want to remotivate yourself, you have to create a new desire. You have to blow a new wind. But if a person opens up their consciousness to a much deeper level of essence, the essence is always the essence. It doesn't change. It's not inspiration, it's substance. It will never change. But in this essential bond from the essence of the soul, kshura udvuka. They're connect, they're tied and bond. They never have to rebond themselves to God. This remains continuously. Because they can never fall and there can't be a change. Because the essence doesn't change. Expressions change, essence doesn't change. Like Rabshimen Ba Yochai said, now who reached this level? Shimon ba Yochai, the author of the Zohar, he says about himself, with one bond, I nodded myself to God. That means i nodded myself one time to god and i continued living in this one knot i am just one with him was stated elsewhere now even though we said earlier that abraham had a test that was a unique case where god tested him but general our patriarchs were also in this state of of oneness with god they are the chariot for god a chariot means its identity Is for one thing to serve the rider so there was never a moment where there was a question about like you know what's up now what am i going to do it's it's it's, it was like a continuous perpetual non-stop state of complete servitude to god that that's their identity because they uncovered the essential nullification from the essence of their soul okay hi now he says now they were in a constant state like this rabshemim Ba Yochai was also uncovered this inside of himself and he lived there all the time now he's going to say something interesting it's possible for people to have a moment of this clarity but because they didn't work to attain it it will go away if you work to attain it to attain it so once you attain it you've dug it out it's there forever if you don't work to attain it and you're kind of blessed that from some kind of a of a there's an auspicious moment above and god blows your soul open into your consciousness so you will experience it but once but since it's not it's not where you are at essentially it can go away and then you're back to your previous self fluctuating between the godly and the animal but when did the jewish people as a whole experience this level of of self is when they said when they said we will do and we will hear and when they said to god we will do and we will hear what does that mean no matter what you ask of of us we will do we don't don't even have to hear what you're going to ask how do you know maybe he's going to ask something very difficult and you won't be able to bring yourself to do so Maybe it will be going against everything, your all your comforts, all your desires, all it'll be too difficult. How can you promise God you will do and you will hear, even if you never heard? The answer is: when you're in a level where your only self is your godly self, so the only thing that matters is what God wants. Nothing else, no physical comfort. There's nothing else to consider but what God wants, because that's your soul. Imagine if 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 I put it this way, if if you step out of your body and God steps into your body. So is there any question if god's will is going to happen of course His will is going to happen because there's nobody to conflict so the that's exactly what happens when we open ourselves up to the deepest point then god is our body in our body and then it can only be god's will the jewish people were in that state at the giving of the torah because the the desire that will come when they hear it's coming from the nasa from something deeper another proof to this that once this level is dug out then all the desires that a person can have that were once completely controlling their life can instantly be cancelled completely to the point as if they're not they're non-existent so he's going to tell a story of people, of a person who lived his entire life as a as a as a sinner, a serious sinner. He was literally a, a was someone who was governed by his animal cravings and desires. This fellow's name was Rabalaza Ben Derdaya. He literally sinned with every type of sin, especially he was very promiscuous. And one day he was with uh he was with a uh with a prostitute, and she told him that you know you're you know you're finished you're done you're you know if there's ever a person that's going to hell <laughs> it's you because I know you know I know how much you know what, what you're into and uh you're you're're you're, you're finished and when and it, and when she said it to him it, it penetrated his heart and he realized that boy oh boy, did he mess his life up. And he was in such pain that he he was con- he ran around seeking that someone should help him and everybody told him they can't help him. He said he turned to the heavens and the earth and the heavens said I can't help you I can barely you know take care of myself when God's judgment comes and Earth says I can barely stand in front of God and defend myself. Each it says he turned to the mountains to the valleys. It's very he must have been a very very unique person that he was able to talk and get answers from all these entities. But this is what he did and when he realized that no one can help him. And he's really doomed. He just broke down crying. He felt like, you know, how far has he gone? And he cried and he cried and he cried so much till he cried himself to death, to, till he cried himself, till he died from the pain. And then he went. But what happened was at that moment, he became a new person, which means that he uncovered suddenly such a depth of his soul. His soul, basically, according to what we're learning over here, his deeper soul that was so so blotted out that was so suppressed that was so not communicating with his with his consciousness throughout his life suddenly emerged with all of its glory and it came out so powerfully strong that we were basically saying had this rebel then die and not had this heart attack had he not died from his pain he would have continued living he would have never ever sinned ever again he would have never even entertain doing even though and any kind of sin even though these this animal self was controlling him completely all his life how can it be that a person with so much appetite for sin and desires suddenly doesn't have it anymore the answer is when you bust open when you burst open when you tear open your consciousness and and bring out the deepest core of who you are and what you are on that level when that emerges your divine self the unholy self that is the source of all those desires disintegrates and dissolves completely into the into the higher godly self this is going to happen to all of us when mashiach comes and the proof to this is what i all desires became become nothing is when it comes to the essence from the Balchuva, from the penitent, like Rabbi Lazar and the day, or Kahai Gavna. And he says it's not only him. Kahai Gavna Bechala Seris Yimei We find that temporarily we can have moments like this during the 10 days of repentance. The Gam Kal Even people that are considered the lightheaded of the lightheaded, that it doesn't take too much seduction to get them to sin. Very quickly they can be seduced to sin. She'avet Al-Kala Torah. The person that has transgressed the entire Torah, mispal B'Tshuva Shalema. And sometimes in the 10 days of repentance, something there's a very deep awakening, and they do complete chuva. Lifka is to cry made chuva during that sin, it really hurts them. What do you mean it hurts you? You're enjoying so much all these sins, you're suddenly so bothered. No, but I'm in touch with a much deeper truth in me right now. This is because the Yehida, the essence boy, and that part has never taken part of the sin. Because that's God, that, that has never been part of that sinful to me was a deeper self it never even got scarred and never became polluted. It never became contaminated through the impurity of the sin. It remained completely safe and 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 cut and 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 buried deep, 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 but in a place that the sins haven't touched it. and their simple reason is like this. Because a sin doesn't come from your essence. Your essence is not interested in sinning. The sins come from a person's desires. Now, underneath that desire is the essence of the animal soul. But the essence of the animal soul is not much of a being, we said. Its main, its main power is in its desires. So the main sin comes from desire. So when a person sins based on their desires, so it, it pollutes the godly soul, but only on the, on the level of the holy desires can get, murky and filthy and contaminated from the unholy desire but deeper than desire doesn't get affected because the sin is not taking place on the level deeper than desire because all the sins come from the desire and the longing of the animal soul when the desires of the animal soul prevail and intensify over the godly soul but they become naught and nothing when the essence of the godly soul comes forth, the entire animal soul becomes completely completely dethroned dissolved and therefore even after the person has already entrenched his or herself into all kinds of sins it's never too late that's why we never give up on a person as long as they're alive because if they're lucky and they can dig out or circumstances have it that shake them to their core and their deepest self comes the lava the deep lava the under subconscious lava comes pouring out and that's what's going to happen will lach zero and will turn the person completely around this is what causes the crying during the 10 days of repentance and it comes without without understanding it's like suddenly the person doesn't even know why they start weeping uncontrollably the person is generally not necessarily so focused on spirituality suddenly they in the middle of prayer they broke break down and start crying that's because their soul their very godliness of their soul has popped open. Because it's the 10 days of truth, God is then, it says God comes close to everybody. So God is pulling, tugging at 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 our deepest heart. God is pulling like a magnet. So therefore, unexpectedly, it can just come pouring out, and the person has no idea where it's coming from. They just know that suddenly they feel so intensely connected to God, and the very thought that they've been doing things that are against holiness and against is giving them so much pain that it causes them to weep. And it's, as it is known, there was one Bali chuva, there was one penitent,. You see, what happens is, when a person has this chuva moment, Sorry, just give me a moment to get some water. When a person when a person has this truva movement and suddenly you're shook to your core and it bothers you, and it and it hurts very deeply why godliness and God's will was not important to me. Why was it that I completely got distracted and completely allowed myself into all the into the all the foolish pleasures of the world at the expense of my godly soul? So it hurts very deeply. So when the person feels that pain and weeps, especially if they weep and they cry, what you're really doing is you're pulling your desire that you've had in all the unholiness, you're extracting it from those actions. And what happens is that's tshuva, it causes all these negative powers that the person created through their sin, like we learned in the beginning of the discourse that thoughts and all of that create entities to suddenly dissolve, to become, to become not null why because the soul the energy which was the drive that drove the sin has now been extracted because you regret it very deeply so you're like pulling out from all those activities what it says is one problem that works for every type of sin besides certain things that have a very physical effect in this world so for instance if a person had a sinful um relationship they were intimate with a forbidden with a person they weren't allowed to and they had a child and it resulted in a pregnancy so if it didn't result in a pregnancy then it remains spiritual the physical action but the main contamination is a spiritual one we believe they create something very unholy in the atmosphere so that you can you can undo but if this woman then goes ahead and has a child that means that the sin became concretized in a physical human being who's created from sin now if you do tshuva if you do repentance and you pull the energy out you can pull the energy out of a spiritual being but the physical person that was born is still a human being and they're around and they might get married and have children and grandchildren and grandchildren and have a whole chain of sinful people, meaning people created out of sin. That's a problem. But here he t- says a story that there was a person who had such deep remorse for such a sin. And when he was crying, crying deeply, suddenly these children. It was a story and there were actually two children. And these two children, they suddenly died in other words the power of his chuva was so strong that he was able to pull the soul out the life force out from these children that were a product of his own sin this story over here is a story that happened with the mitla Rebbe himself the middle Rebbe had a chassid someone who came to him and um he he was living with a non-jewish woman and he had um for a jew that's a very big sin and he had children from her and the middle rabbit and, and when he came to the middle river he the rebbe gave him a, 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 he, he woke up in him his soul and he and he told him how to do tshuva and he told him when he comes home he should say the whole to heal him and then he should and he should go into the snow he should take off all his clothing go into the snow and say that they heal him in the snow without naked in the snow it was and the guy was saying to him, and he was crying so much, and he was outside in the snow. His the other person that was there thought he was going to die, but what happened was, as he was saying that to him, and he was crying and crying, he didn't even feel the the the, the coldness his body was getting frostbitten because he was so deeply in pain from his sins, and he was crying so deeply. His awakening was so deep, and suddenly, he was told of an accident that happened to his child. This big hot thing fell down on him. And the child was killed and the other one both of them died so when he says like it is known with a baltruva this is a famous story that happened with one of the chassidim of the author himself you do as it is known that his sons that were that were born from his sins but at that time that he cried with the bitterness of his soul, until he fainted. And And even though these, the sin became enclosed, these energies became enclosed in physical bodies, yet he was able to extract it. Because when the essence is revealed, it's the source of all desire. All the desires can be canceled by that essence because all the corporal desires, all these lowly, physical, earthy desires, had a bauma, they're only a, a, an expression, from the essence of the animal soul. Because we have an animal being that, whose life is animalistic, and therefore enjoys physical pleasure, So it produces desire for physical pleasure. But if a person doesn't cancel the desire, but rather cancels the animal soul itself, the life of the animal soul itself becomes dissolved in the life of the godly soul, because one reveals the essence of life itself, of their godly soul, which causes the essence of the animal soul's substance of being to become nullified, then there's no more desire anymore, that all desires are canceled as if they lose their, their very source where they're plugged into. The power has been shut down. The and And when the essence of the animal soul ascends, oil and these energies, all these desires are also elevated. The and imma, and they become absorbed and included in the animal soul that is now going up and joining the godly like sparks that go into a into a big blazing fire king david is praying that he should experience this level of should open up in his soul and then there's no more impurity left over not even a trace so when a person now serves god on this level of which is the essence as we said earlier then there's no more war because then even after prayer even when the person walks out into the marketplace where there is possible temptation where there is possible stuff that might be you know attractive that are not the godly of us even when they walk in the shadows of death. In this case, death over here means godless environments. they don't have to fear that they're going to experience negativity. La means I don't fear, it comes from the verse of Psalms 23. Even when I walk in the shadow of death, I don't fear evil. Here he's learning it not as a physical threat, but as a spiritual threat. When a person goes to places where there is a possibility for some kind of impure seduction but we don't have to be afraid why because because evil cannot exist where god is and since in their heart god has now fully manifested there's nothing to fear anymore it says like like wax that melts in front of fire you're lighting your hanukkah candles we light with oil but you know shamas. The one that's lighting we usually use a a, a candle you can see how the wax just melts away and drips and drips in front of the fire so once you turn on god in your soul all the clip all the unholy just melts away and this is the meaning of the perfect tzaddikim who have undressed from themselves all physical all physical attachment they have zero connection to physicality doesn't mean they don't they're not they don't they don't have a physical body but they don't matters of the material physical don't speak to them at all this is also the root as we discussed earlier of equine equine, equanimity because the root of all foreign desire was was pulled you pulled out the carpet from under its feet you don't have to bring a person to a test at all as we said earlier this person this person is literally the image of God because all that there is is just godly soul there. There's no blockages. so the divine is fully coming through in their body. People who have not reached this have a also have a divine godly image, but the godly image is buried in the animal self um and that's why it says that the art sadikin there are certain righteous people that when they're faced by any wild beast the wild beast is terrified from them they run away from them or they bow down to them because it's, god created the human to be the king of the jungle the king of all animals but when the human doesn't look like human because their godly light is not shining their godly form their godly image so it's only when a person opens themselves up that their entire identity is now their soul and every and the animal soul therefore becomes dissolved. There's no blocking anymore. So there's a pure. The godly soul is completely um, um interfacing with their body. <speaking in Hebrew> because this is pure divine. <speaking in Hebrew> which is in the level of <speaking in Hebrew> which is higher even than the level of because is still. You're still experiencing yourself as a creation that's loving God, driven to God, but here we're dealing de- deeper. I'm not loving; I am Him. Because the Chaya level is a makiv l'pnimi, it's an encompassing lie to the pnimi. It's higher than our than our than our limited powers, our human faculties. It's more of the soul's properties, purely soul, but it's not the essence. But rather, Yechidah is much deeper. The level of Yechidah is attached to God continuously. And then this is where the Zohar says, The Zohar wonders how can a soul sin? That means a person who is on this level, it's a wonder, it's not possible for them to sin. But on the level of Chaya, even a person who has, is driven with this mad drive to godliness, there can still be a test. Like it says by Abraham, God tested it. There still can be a possibility this way or that. way. Because we are operating on a level of desire. So if there can be holy desire, there can be unholy desire. They can challenge us. And all of this is back into parentheses over here and that is because because the concept of one opposite the other the yachida is not there remember we said that it doesn't have the animal soul doesn't have a strong yachida the the encompassing to the encompassing which is called the shadow of the shadow and this is what it says in the talmud and in, in tract that when you remember we discussed it in last class you can listen to the reference over there that when you hear someone say and the person is in a pit please be my agent and write a divorce for my wife you're allowed to do so as long as you can see the person so the talmud asks but maybe the person is a demon so he's when you're looking down you're seeing a person there but maybe it's not so the talmud says you see that he has a shadow demons don't have shadows and then the talmud says but demons do have shadows so it says no you saw that you saw not just a shadow you saw the shadow of the shadow. So this deep teaching of the Talmud: and demons don't have a shadow of a shadow. What that means is that the other side, the unholy, doesn't have this very lofty level of existence. Last look. It says by also by when the, when the when the uh, spies came to spy on the the land of Israel and they saw the powerful forces of the inhabitants that were living in the land of Israel and they came back and they gave a negative report. So Kalev and Yeshua, the two the two spies that did not did not sin, there they said we don't have to be anything. We don't have to be afraid of these of these powers. Their shadow was removed from them. What does that mean? That they're not plugged into anything real. See, when a person is plugged in on this level of life, that's real. They're not plugged in. There's no shadow there. There's no. This is this level. Um then they're like animals. They're no more the human, the 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 the, the 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 image of God that's supposed to be on a human. And being that the Jewish people did have their image of God, so they knew that the that the seven nations that were living in across the Jordan River on the other side are going to scatter before them. And a human can run after animals. That's why one can chase a thousand. Abnormally. Shem should help, but the IDF should, God should activate this level of of self, the godly self in the IDF, like the the story of the Maccabees. And they should, and the Hamas definitely don't have this level of soul revealed in them. So they're like animals, let them run and be scattered. And this is also the reason why the substance of the animal soul flips over, becomes completely nullified. Because the, the, the in the Yechid of the godly, because the godly soul is human, the animal soul is animal, and animal completely surrenders in front of the human. So when you open yourself up to the true human inside of human over here means the, the godly, then, and therefore the root of life, of every, the energy that motivates all negative desire has been swept away from under its feet. There's no more desire there there's no more animal soul there left anymore this is called love god with what it says in Shema: love god with all your might which is much higher than loving god with all your heart loving god with all your soul love god with all your might all your might means give it your entire being open yourself up to your essence and when that happens you you become consumed with only God, nothing else. Which is beyond the messiris nefesh of all your soul. for behold, When it says you should love, it means it comes from the word desire. Which is talking about conscious desire that is filling one's mind and heart. The regular means you're feeling a drive. Where? In your mind and in your heart. You're experiencing a reasonable, a conviction, and that's translating into a desire. It's called orpinimi, internal desire. But it's limited, based on our human faculties. But that's the first thing. Love God with all your heart. And it says, With all your heart. With all your soul. With all your heart means with both your inclinations. Subdue the animal soul. And even get it to agree to the godly soul based on an argument, but it's very temporary. Open up yourself to even a, a higher level. Introduce the crazy love that your soul has naturally to God. That's more than your human faculty, your human mind that can create. That's, that's a powerful love. That's called without an end. That's far more powerful than the internal light, that comes into a vessel. Which that converts the animal soul and knocks it out in its essence. Like we said, remember, when you experienced in the beginning of the class, we said when you experience this transcendental love, which is beyond reason and beyond understanding, it shocks the animal soul, but it doesn't convert it it shocks it that's why it will be completely knocked out it seems like it's gone but it's only temporarily it's only at the time of the intensification of the of the, of the godly desire which is emanating from the level of chai of the godly soul but then it can revert back the the unholy desires can return this is called war and victory. Or a test canal, because there is a back and a forth. But then he says, Love God with all your ma'od. This is a much deeper level of limitlessness. This is limitlessness in its essence. Like the, it is lim, limit limitless in its essence. And also there's two levels of without an end. One is that it's compared to the excitement that the mind can create, which is a very limited excitement, the natural desire of the soul is called limitless. But that's not the real limitlessness, because it's still an expression of the soul. It's not the essence of the soul. Deeper than that is the essence of the soul, When it says that a person has a Tzalem Elokim, an image of God, the word Tzalem is made up of three letters, Tzadik, Lamed, Mem. So Tzadik is the indwelling powers, the the Neshama, Nefesh Ruach Neshama, which is the powers of reason and understanding. It's the limited part of the soul. And the Lamed and the Mem are the two encompassing powers. Lamed is the is the encompassing lower power and the mem is the higher power and this is the yachida. it's not an it's not an encompassing relative to the internal powers it's the essential essence and therefore it's it's limitless in its oneness with god it never changes it never falls canal if this is revealed inside of us and over here we can't speak of war at all once the essence is converted to God there is no there's no conflict there's no back and vo- voices and it is enough to those who understand we finish chapter nine Baruch Hashem. and then we are going to still finish The next class, 10, 11, and 12, is not too long. It's one, two pages. The next class will probably be two hours. We'll finish it as Rattashem, and we will have made a siyam on this amazing discourse. Thank you for joining. Let us have a really happy Hanukkah.